Welcome back to Totally Nostalgic, a podcast dedicated to the pop culture of the 1980s and the 1990s. And for today's episode, I am pretty excited because this will be the first in a series of Halloween and horror-related subjects as we go through the month of October, one of my favorite months of the year and one of my favorite times being Halloween. So today, without further ado, I will be discussing Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Let's do this. Okay, like I said, this is going to be a fun one for me, one I've been looking forward to when I started this uh, podcast, and not only today's episode, but, you know, in the future, more related to horror films in general, one of my favorite genres, and uh, a big part of the 80s and 90s for me, as it was, I would probably say the late 70s into the 80s and early 90s was the the big time for horror films, at least modern day uh, horror films, and I guess to this point I almost can't even call them modern day anymore, but, you know, when it comes to the slashers and uh, modern day monster films, uh, I guess that was definitely the big, uh, the pinnacle, if you will, of that uh, genre, so uh, today's episode, though, I I didn't want to start with the original Halloween, I wanted to talk about a topic to me that's a little more fun, and it is that third installment, um, uh, if you look, I mean, it's it's got some, some bad reviews and some negativity towards it due to uh, how it fits into the series of those films, and uh, we're going to talk about that when I dive into the details of that movie but overall for me it's it's kind of a fun movie that stands alone um and and quite honestly it's almost a quintessential halloween themed movie so uh let's jump into this right now as i take a look at some notes on the movie so halloween 3 season of the witch is a 1982 American science fiction horror film and the third installment in the Halloween film series, as I uh, mentioned. It is the first film to be written and directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, the creators of Halloween and Halloween 2, return as producers. Halloween 3 is the only entry in the series that does not feature the series antagonist, Michael Myers. After the film's disappointing reception and box office performance, Michael Myers was brought back six years later in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, 1988. So, I mean, there you go. When the movie came out, uh, you know, I, I can imagine that a lot of people went to the theater with the expectations to see Michael Myers, and to not get that, I'm sure didn't sit well with a lot of people now in 1982 I'd only been a year old obviously I wasn't going to the theater and uh, my experience with this movie series came much later obviously Um, so 
again, I think looking at the movie now, in retrospect, you can you can look at it through a, a different uh, set of eyes and a different perspective. So let's uh, let's jump into more of the details. So the uh, synop- synopsis of the film is as follows. After the death of her father, under very suspicious circumstances, Ellie Grimbage and Dr. Daniel Chalice decide to investigate the shady activities of Connell Cochran, the owner of the Silver Shamrock Novelties Company. Before long, they discover Cochran's diabolical plot to brainwash the children of America into doing his bidding through a mixture of ancient rituals, technology, and witchcraft. This Halloween, wearing the mask of a skeleton, a witch, or a pumpkin can be deadly. Can Ellie and Daniel thwart the plans of the evil toy maker? So the movie was released on October 22nd, 1982. It's got a running time of 98 minutes. It was a made with a budget of two and a half million, and at the box office, it did 14.4 million. So it certainly uh for the time obviously it wasn't a huge hit but it certainly did fairly well considering its budget at the box office but let's take a look at some of the reception for the movie halloween 3 season of the witch received widely negative reviews the new york times reviewer vincent camby struggled to apply a definite label to the film's content not easy feat of being anti-children, anti-capitalism, anti-television, and anti-Irish all at the same time. On the other hand, he says that the film is probably as good as any cheerful ghoul could ask for. Other critics were far more decisive in their assessments. Roger Ebert wrote that the film was a low-rent thriller from the first frame. This is one of those identikit movies assembled out of familiar parts from other better movies. However, he did praise Stacy Nelkin's performance. Jason Paul Collin points to the absence of Michael Myers and the film's nihilistic ending as reasons why the film dissatisfied viewers and audiences alike. Tom Mill of Time Out offered a more positive review, calling the title a bit of a cheat since the indestructible psycho of the first two films plays no part here. Unlike other critics, Milne thought the new plot was refreshing, with the possibilities of the characters of the previous Halloween films. Well and truly exhausted, Season of the Witch turns more profitability to a marvelously ingenious Nigel Neal tale of a toy maker and his fetish, fiendish plan to restore Halloween to its witch cult origin, origins. Although Milne was unhappy with Neal's original script, was reduced to a bit of a mess, he still believed the end result was hugely enjoyable. The film currently holds a 41% approval rate and weighted average of 4.92 out of 10 on review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes. 
This is based on 27 reviews. Its consensus reads, it's laughable deviation from series formula, notwithstanding, Halloween 3 Season of the Witch offers a paltry offers paltry thrills and dubious plotting. So some interesting points on the movie. You'll recognize the familiar jingle for Silver Shamrock as its London Bridge is falling down and was chosen as the Silver Shamrock jingle because it was in the public domain. Also, using the original molds, the Skull, Witch, and Jack-O-Lantern mask seen in the film were mass-produced by Don Post Studios and sold in retail stores to promote the film's release. And as noted earlier with Roger Ebert's review, not surprisingly, this film was included on the film critics' most hated list. Another interesting point is based on the trailer for the upcoming Halloween Kills, it looks like they're paying homage to Halloween 3. As we can see on a merry-go-round, there is some uh, victims to uh, Michael Myers wearing the popular masks from the season of the witch film. So, as I said, all in all, the movie has relatively negative uh, reviews, but it seems to me over the last few years, uh, whether you want to call it a cult following or a new appreciation for the subject matter, I think the movie stands in a better light at this point. Again, to me, it's it's pretty it's a pretty good Halloween themed movie, horror movie. I mean, the first Halloween obviously was to me the quintessential Halloween movie, and I love the series. I, I'm a fan of the Michael Myers antagonist, but I, I like this movie. I, I wonder if it weren't released as a Halloween uh, series installment. If it was just called Season of the Witch, maybe it would have been looked at differently. But to me, you know, the acting is not terrible. The the plot is good enough for what it is, and the fact that you know it, it, it's it, its idea was to be part of an anthology that Halloween would become. I mean, I get it. So uh, it, it didn't. It didn't have the type of success they were hoping for, so uh, it's not surprising that they brought Michael Myers back. But uh, like I said, all in all, to me, it's an enjoyable movie. It's a fun movie and one that I go back to uh, annually just like the uh, original Halloween movie. This week, for uh, this week in pop culture history, I'm not going to go back to 1982 to line up with the release of Halloween 3, but instead I'm going to stick to 1989 and look at that point. So this week in pop culture history uh, would be the week of October 8 through 14, and starting with Baywatch on October 13th, 1989, Season 1, Episode 3, titled Second Wave. Eddie is haunted by his bitter past when a former friend of his named Jimmy 
arise from his home in Philadelphia and immediately causes friction over personal issues they had while they were in a foster home. Then Eddie gets suspended for getting into a fight with Jimmy at the beach, and Craig has to bail him out of jail for fighting on the streets with Jimmy and his gang. When Eddie comes clean and decide to, decides to turn Jimmy in, the thug slips away and decides to get even with Eddie once and for all by setting his lifeguard tower on fire, with Eddie and Shawnee still inside. Meanwhile, Mitch stresses over his upcoming lifeguard recheck with Captain Thorpe, which turns out to be quite different than he expected. Also, Trevor begins to rethink his lifeguard career at the beach club after he rescues his current girlfriend, Lisa Peters, and she later nearly dies from secondary drowning. Okay, and that this week in 1989 on USA's Up All Night on October 13th, 1989 it featured the films Andy Warhol's Dracula aka Blood for Dracula from 1974 the film involves Count Dracula arriving in Italy to feast upon the blood of virgins only to find difficulty with this due to the lack of virgins present in Italy yep you can't make this stuff up also the second film featured was I Was a Teenage TV Terrorist from 1985, a comedy film directed by Stanford Singer and distributed by Troma Entertainment, you know, the ones that brought you The Toxic Avenger, among others. The film follows two bored teenagers, Antarctic troublemaker Paul and aspiring actress Donna as they use Paul's father's TV station to stage an elaborate bomb hoax and throw the media into a frenzy. And the following day on USA Up All Night on that Saturday, October 14th, 1989, it featured the film Man Killers from 1987. A female CIA agent is assigned to train and lead an all-female squad to Columbia to stop a renegade agent who has hired himself out to a drug cartel. And the second film was called Assault of the Killer Bimbos from 1988. Two go-go dancers, Lulu and Peaches, are framed for the murder of their employer by the real killer, sleazy gangster Vinny. Picking up waitress, waitress Darlene along the way, the three are involved in a wild card chases with cops as they head south to cross the border into Mexico, where they unexpectedly encounter Vinny in a fleabag Mexican motel. So good stuff from USA Up All Night, as always. Uh, also this week in 1989, the following albums were released on October 9th. It was Enjoy Yourself by Kylie Minogue. Her second studio album would go on to be certified four times platinum in the UK. Not quite as successful in the States. The singles included Hand on Your Heart and Tears on My Pillow. And another album released that same day, uh, Automatic by the Jesus and Mary Chain was their third studio album with singles Blues From A Gun and Head On. And then on October 10th, 1989, 
Biz Marquis released his second studio album titled The Biz Never Sleeps, which was certified gold in 1990. Singles on that include Spring Again and Just a Friend, which of course was a huge hit that hit number nine on Billboard's Hot 100 in 1990 and was certified platinum, uh, the single. And also on October 10th, Ice-T released his third studio album titled The Iceberg Slash Freedom of Speech, Just Watch What You Say. It was certified gold in the U.S. and the singles included Lethal Weapon and You Played Yourself. And this week in WWF history, on October 10th, 1989, they ran their first WWF UK event at the London Arena. And there was uh, about 15,000 people in attendance to see the main event of that night, Hulk Hogan defeating Macho Man Randy Savage in 1404 for the WWF title. And on October 14th, they ran their King of the Ring tournament at the Providence Civic Center in Providence, Rhode Island, which saw... In the main event, the tournament final, Tito Santana defeated Rick Martel to become the King of the Ring, which, uh, from what I remember, I don't believe was acknowledged on television as Randy Savage was at the time the on-air king of the WWF after defeating Jim Duggan in September of that year. So that is our pop culture reference for this week in 1989. Okay, as always, we're going to go to Twitter now to see what people have to say in relation to today's topic, and there is a lot to be had when it comes to the topic of Halloween 3, uh, hashtag Season of the Witch, and it's timely right now with Halloween approaching, so I have a lot that I want to go through that I found on here of interesting tweets from folks on Twitter, so let's start right now. The first one comes to us from at Lindsay Washburn from five days ago, and it is, and we're on to season of the witch, hashtag Halloween hoedown, hashtag season of the witch, and we have a gif with the famous jack-o'-lantern on the TV screen and Dr. Chalice screaming into the phone. Next up, from at labelana underscore T from four days ago, it was hashtag Halloween three season of the witch. I dig it. Why? It's like a sci-fi horror, and it is. And with this is a uh, photo from the movie uh, when they were in. Uh, pop shop and we see the famous masks the skull the jack-o'-lantern and of course the witch mask next up at hotel horror one halloween three is trending on twitter hmm must be the season of the witch yes it is all right moving on at rad martigan 84 about to watch the best movie in the Halloween franchise. Yep, I said it. Hashtag Season of the Witch. And we have a photo of the VHS 
box for Halloween three. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, well, I'm not going to say I agree wholeheartedly that it's the best movie in the Halloween franchise, but it definitely deserves some love as I talked to, about today on this episode. All right, so uh, let's look at the next one here from at 666Darkmore. Uh, hashtag now watching, hashtag Halloween 3, starring Tom Atkins' mustache. A truer statement has never been said. All right, from 18 hours ago, from at these nerds, happy, happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock, with a photo um, with the uh, account wearing an awesome Halloween Horathon shirt with the telev- uh, television screen with the jack-o'-lantern. I can tell there's definitely some love here for this movie. And uh, it's an awesome post, and it's nice to see the love for this movie on social media. Okay, just a couple more tweets I want to go over. So, from two days ago, at Phil's 08 Champs, Halloween 3 is so good. I will not hear otherwise. I agree completely, Patrick. And uh, it also features a photo here taken of the t- of his TV screen while watching the movie. And we see it's a scene in the factory where the workers are developing the, the famous masks. All right. And finally, uh, from at Canon Laura C. Seven Witches. Halloween 3, Seasons of the Witch, 1982. First watch, hashtag Laura Loves Movies. Hashtag Spook, Spooktober. This was fun, and that song will be stuck in my head for weeks. The soundtrack was fantastic, even if the acting wasn't the greatest. Over over a good time and perfect for the season. Absolutely uh, good stuff. It also features a few pictures from the movie. So uh, I'm glad that I found such good, uh, timely, and current tweets uh, on social media regarding today's topic. This is a fun one, and uh, I would love to hear some feedback from all of you, um, whether you love the movie, hate the movie, or indifferent about the movie, you have favorite scenes. Uh, Just let me know. You can reach me on Twitter at nostalgic8090 or you could certainly email me at totallynostalgicpod at gmail.com would love to get your feedback or questions or comments about today's topic or uh, any suggestions you would have for future episodes as I said today will be the first in a series of Halloween and horror themed episodes for the month of October And it's a topic that means a lot to me, so I look forward to it. And I uh, hope to see you guys real soon on the next episode.